Good day everyone, welcome to Split Decision UK, gather around, make yourselves comfortable, we've got one hell of a show coming for you today, we've got tons to review and we've got tons to get through, we're coming at you live from the North Greys studio this week, my name's Joel Flane, as always I'm joined by Matthew Clark, how are you on this fine sunny afternoon today Matthew? Blinding, how are you? Yeah, very good thank you, slightly hungover, went out last night, it was the girlfriend's birthday earlier on in the week, so I've done two nights in a row on the booze, which... Uh, as we know, we're not quite cut out for that nowadays. No, not at your age, no. sir. But uh, yeah, good night last night. Went to a bottomless brunch, which is uh, the first one I've been to. Good laugh. Plenty of food, plenty of drinks. We went to see a comedy show last night up in Leicester Square, so really funny, actually. Had a good time. Do you want to give a shout-out to the main man? You thought you thought he was quite funny, didn't you? did, the actually, main yeah. Man, the uh, headliner, Jeff Innocent. Jeff Innocent. Yeah, very, very funny. He's uh, got sort of a rough look about him. Looks like a tough old geezer. But that's not what he is about at all, and he sort of plays off that, and it was yeah, really really funny. So uh, shout out to Big Jeff Innocent. Big Jeff Innocent. Um, you didn't get roasted then? No, I didn't get roasted. We, we we were in the second row. It was a small little club, and we were in the second row. I thought we sat down. I thought, oh no, this is yeah. far too close. Like they, he's probably closer to me than you are now. That's how close we were. But uh, didn't get roasted at all, which I'm very was pleased to say. Result that is. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Can't be having that. So, as I say, we have got a stack show coming for you today, and that is mainly because we had the USC two three six card last night. We a um, little bit of a two fight card. We mentioned last week we had Kelvin Gastelum against Israel Adesanya for the interim middleweight championship of the world main event. You had Max Holloway, the featherweight champ, stepping up to face Dustin Poirier for the interim lightweight championship of the world. And as it turned out, it was. All the other fights on the card were actually really good as well. Some proper standout performances in there. But I don't think there's any real better place to start than the main event. Let's crack on then, shall we? Let's do it. Max Holloway, number four pound-for-pound pound fighter in the world. Featherweight champion. Won 13 fights in a row, I think it is, something like that. Up against Poirier, former featherweight himself. Made the move up to lightweight. Shown some massive improvements. Had big wins over Gaethje and Alvarez. I think, uh, fair to say, he's a bit of a fan favourite. Everyone likes Dustin Poirier. Always in entertaining fights, and I think he deserved this shot. As it was, he came up against Holloway, who I thought was probably going to come out on top. I think you probably felt the same. Yep, that's what we said last week, wasn't it? Yes, but Dustin Poirier got the unanimous decision victory. 49-46 on all the cards, putting an absolutely blinding performance, I thought. So, how did you score this one, then? I'm interested to see because we both thought before we started recording here that the uh, judges were a little bit harsh on Max Holloway there 49-46 across the board yeah yeah definitely I think that's a bit harsh I mean how did you score it? I had a big first round for Dustin ok I thought, uh, he came out firing and he, he hurt Max I've never really seen Max get hurt before ever I don't think really so Poirier came out uh, hit him with some big shots Hurt him a few times in that first round, so big first round for Dustin. First off, he looked so much more tonk, didn't he? He did, yeah. He like he, we, we, he was swole. He was swole. He, he like we said before, like he's got the reach and the height has Max, but the, the, you could tell they were different uh, weight classes, yes, couldn't you? Like, yeah, he's so much more bigger, and 
and it showed like you say in the first round he hurt Max and the the power was sort of evident and I think that's what sort of eventually actually won in the whole fight all told really okay so I think we both agreed there on the first round big round for Poirier second round a little more even I felt possible shout for a knockdown from Poirier in there wasn't quite sure if that was a slip or or a legit knockdown but close round maybe maybe probably yeah maybe give that to Poirier as well that one yeah I, I gave that to Poirier I think depends what you like as a judge and I think damage over volume really and yeah obviously Max Hard can't say he dominated the round or anything like that but I think he certainly was more in it like you say and but I would shade it to Poirier so that's 2-0 going into the third round and it was um, an interesting little standoff between the two when the bell went for that second round yeah they were just sort of lovingly looking into each other's yeah, eyes yeah. and uh, just sort of walked back to their corners so we move into the third round I think this is probably a bit of a better round for Max I thought he started to pile the pressure on hurt Dustin a few times I'd probably score this one for Max third round yeah uh, again it was a bit more of the same around two but probably a bit more sort of prominent with uh, volume and particularly in the last minute of the round he was sort of unloading on the Dustin there and Dustin therefore went in for a takedown and he was landing elbows Travis Brown style on him yes so I think that sort of sort of swung it in the judges favour I mean I'm assuming that's the round that they gave to him I would say so yeah I think that's probably at least so far that's the only one you can give to Max well so far yeah but um, in terms of the fight as a whole because it was 49-46 do you think that was probably his most dominant round probably in the eyes of the judges who actually called it yeah I I think so because if we move into the fourth round Max was landing lots of shots he was starting to push the pace classic Max Holloway but I think quite crucially uh, Dustin got a takedown early on in the round which didn't do too much with it but it still counts if you can take your man down yeah I think like you say he didn't really do anything with it and as the fight was mostly standing you've got to say who won that exchange and where the fight took place most uh, I think that's the ruling but who knows with these but changes. the only thing I would say is if you couple that takedown early on with the huge knee later on that opened up Max's face big old gash wasn't it it was a big old big gash big axe wound there it was <laughs> but it, the thing is that's what, it was more of a uh, prosthetic yes rather than actual damage I don't think it wobbled him as such it's just sort of that's the problem with cuts it makes it look a lot worse than it is I mean I can't say if it hurt him or not it, didn't, it certainly didn't look like it wobbled him or anything no he just sort of ate it up and started coming again and I, I gave that round to Max as well okay yeah I think I think that's fair but I think you can say either way because of the, the takedown and also because of the axe wound <laughs> the axe wound yeah <laughs> so, and it might just be one of those things that depends where you sit in I think the judges sit in different positions around the ring yeah, exactly. it, probably, it probably makes a difference it, it must make a difference the angle that you can see so have you got it at this point I'm watching this live by the way uh, you watched it when you woke up I watched it live and I, I was scoring it differently to when I rewatched it this morning okay um, interesting so I'm basing this on my my second viewing and I've got this two all going into the last one I don't know about yourself okay two all I can I can definitely see that personally I had it three one Dustin. Okay. I think I think I think we just scored that fourth round a little bit differently there. So you gave it to Dustin, yeah? That third one. Yes. Uh, fourth one, sorry. Yeah, that fourth. And then we go into the fifth. Uh a little bit quieter this round, but I think Dustin this is where his sort of um intelligence, fight intelligence came into play. Because he quite cleverly, quite tactically pushed Max up against the cage and kind of controlled him there for most of the round which I think is enough to, to take that last round for Dustin yeah like you say it was a bit not a nothing round but not a lot happened it uh, was a note. little bit of a um, 
not a letdown, but when you've had four rounds like you had before, and then the, you have that last round where he's kind of just playing it out tactically, it was a little bit. I think perhaps he maybe thought he had won at that point, and yeah. just wanted to sort of like say take the sting out of it. But I, I think it was same again as in like the first couple of rounds. I was Bit of power for uh, Dustin, but volume for Max. Again, what do you like? What's more? What sways more the judge's opinion? Yeah, and I'm not sure what um, I would prefer. I guess if it was a real fight, one man's landing more shots, but the other man's hurting you. You would think once that ends, the man who's hurting the other person would come out on top. Yeah. I know it's not a real fight, and it's a, uh, a five-round fight with proper rules and. Yeah. You've got to judge it round on round, so it's not kind of uh, exactly how it's scored. But maybe the power and the hurting of your opponent is a little bit more carries a little bit more weight. Well, yeah, I mean it's difficult, isn't it? I it think is. whatever's more likely to end the fight, I suppose, yeah. you should sort of lean towards more. But if you're sort of having better better exchanges from a sports and point winning perspective. Yeah. Max would win that way. Yeah, uh, yeah, it is a difficult one. Definitely. For that reason, I gave him the fifth round, Max. You gave Max a fifth round, so you you had Max winning three two. Yeah, wow. Did. I mean, I don't think that's. I think bet- between me and it. you, every round was close, apart from yeah. perhaps the first round, and I think the fourth round is very contentious. What with the the cut and all that, it's so close the fight. And it weren't when I watched it live. I thought Dustin won pretty handily. I thought four one was a bit of a stretch, but um, I, I had no problem with the result. But having watched it back again, I was surprised myself that I gave it to Max. Yeah, I think um, between me and you, and I think probably between most people listening, it was close, and most people probably did have it 3-2. It's just amazing to me that somehow the ju- every single judge scored it 49-46. I mean, at, at the end of the day, they're judges, they're paid to do that, and we're not, so I guess you've got to give them a little bit of credit. They yeah. must know what they're talking about. Hopefully, they know what they're talking about. Well, so You've you got an argument for it being 4-1, I mean... At least they've all got the same result, and you ain't got one judge looking at it completely yeah. differently. At least they're on the same page. That's true, and much, yeah. you know what I mean? Like we've had recently. But I don't, it's not a robbery by any stretch, from my opinion. It could go either way, that one. Yeah, definitely. And I just think I've been so impressed with the sort of the evolution of Dustin Poirier. Uh, Gone up to lightweight, and he's really filled himself out, put on that weight, gained that strength, gained that power. And to go from, without being disrespectful, he was a little bit of a midway kind of fighter in featherweight division moved up and he was still kind of just a mid-level Same guy again, yeah. yeah but then for like I say the evolution that he's gone through over the last couple of years and the people he's beat and to put on a performance like that against Max Holloway I just think it's so impressive yeah particularly like when you look at Gaethje now and like you finished him yeah that looks even more impressive he's one of those where you're just kind of expecting him to sort of for the final hurdle because he has done so many times yeah, that's yeah. that Bisping sort of thing or Robbie Lawler those who have come back and he's he's finally got the big one and he mate, he is coming into his prime now all them sort of setbacks and losses he's learnt from and he has made in the fighter he is today and like, we certainly didn't expect him to sort of put in that performance if you listen to last no. week's show we were both expecting a dominant max performance and perhaps underestimated um, Poirier there I think that's it I think we under, underestimated Poirier, I think. I think he's just making so many improvements nowadays that he's a real contender now. I mean, he's got to fight Khabib next. If he doesn't fight Khabib next, then they're just a bunch of idiots, the UFC, basically. It's fair to say, isn't it? You can't give him an interim title and he'll be like, well, you're still not fighting the champ. Well, it's not like we've not seen that before, he's, though. No, no, yeah, that's the worry. That is the worry. But it'll be a tough fight against Khabib. I don't know. 
I don't know how he can do, but he's going to put on a, a lot of pace, Poirier. He can handle the pace. He's obviously got good power. Got good submissions. Decent submissions, decent grappling, brilliant technical boxing. So he's got a chance. It's one of those, again, where it's like, yeah, I fully expect Khabib to win, yeah. but how many t- times can you keep Dustin, Dustin, doubting Dustin? Yeah, I know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I, I, it's re- I wanted Max to win because I wanted to see a sort of like a champion versus champion fight. I love Max. No one doesn't. No, exactly. And But you can't be displeased with Dustin getting the win finally. The underdog story, sort of like the everyman's fighter. And I'll, I'll be... F- I'd be well pleased if he can fight, somehow get it done against Khabib. Oh, yeah, To even get a fight definitely. in the first place is fully um, sort of exceeding any expectations yes, anyone's massive. had of him. Yeah, and I thought, shout out to his, um, his his closing speech, very emotional, very heartfelt. I think he really, uh, he did himself a lot of favours there and did himself to everyone with the way he carried himself after the fight. Uh, his little call out to Khabib, did you hear that? Where he said, uh, oh, with the John Jones where he, he quoted uh, DC and he said, get your shit together, young man. We've got a belt to fight for. I thought that was brilliant. Yeah, uh, love that. All credit to his, his wife. Gave all his credit to his wife as well because he had has some ups and, ups and downs and she's obviously carried him through it. She's a bit of a smoke show herself. So, yeah, uh, yeah very impressed with Dustin in the fight. Very impressed with him after the fight. All around top guy. Yep, well pleased for him. Other side of the coin, you've got young Max Holloway. Um, and I don't think there's really anything too big to change there. I think if you look this fight, I think he's had about three months to prepare for this fight. So he's moving up from featherweight to lightweight. And I think in a similar vein to the transformation that Dustin's gone through um, over the last couple of years, if Max wants to remain at lightweight, I think it just needs to take a little bit of time to fill out, get swole, build up that power and just sort of take on that new um, sort of body size, I guess, because Poirier was a featherweight. He now... It's a bit of, bit of a struggle for him to make 155. Yeah. But that's because he is a fully well-out, rounded, like, uh, filled-out lightweight now. A full-set man, a in full... the words of Tyson Fury, yeah. 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 But who would you like to see Max fight? I've got, I've got here, yeah, Poirier fight Khabib. That's a must, if you ask me. Yes. I would not put it past the UFC to make the McGregor rematch, which no, is just... No. I don't want to see, but... Money talks, but with regards to Max, I just forgot him. I want him to stay at lightweight. You can't keep killing yourself to get down there. Who else is there for him to fight? Couple of fighters. No one really that people are going to sort of be rushing to see him fight, though. Well, a Gaethje fight would be good. And I'm talking back down at Featherweight. Oh, sorry, right. Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah. So I think uh, for him to stay at lightweight, yeah, the Gaethje fight would be a unbelievable oh, war. Cool, it? I, I, I'd like him to sort of maybe get a sort of like a bit of a pass, though. Maybe a bit of an easier fight. Probably, yeah. I think ease him into it a little I bit. I think it's maybe a little bit too lightweight at lightweight to fight Gaethje right now. Like, yeah. like I just said, I think once he fills out a little bit more, he'd stand a better chance. But Gaethje's an absolute destroyer. But you've said it before. He's only twenty-seven. So like, he's, he's not even in his prime yet. Nah. Obviously, nah. he's got a lot of miles on the clock, but he's been the, the hammer rather than a nail for most of his fights. So there's not, probably not too much sort of damage he's been taking there. No, um, I don't think so. And I think he handled himself really well oh, after the fight yeah, as well. Yeah, that was quality. Yeah, Just definitely. took it like an absolute legend. Yeah. We all love Max here. So, oh yeah, I love that speech. Calling out DC as well. Yeah, I know, yeah. He calls DC's him out DC's just time. involved the whole time. <laughs> yeah. I've got to say, I, I heard, when I, re- I didn't notice it last night, but when I rewatched it this morning, in the first round he said, uh, holy smokes, <laughs> twice. Yeah. And geez Louise once geez Louise yeah so I started to make a tally throughout the whole fight and it was uh, it's, Holy Smokes was at a three but geez Louise got four four, four strokes Louise. yeah yeah so um, 
That was brilliant for me, and I think he's up for the Safoa Award a bit later on today. He is. I mean, he was our first. That, yeah. He was our first winner, so yeah, it'd be tough to be the double champ in the Safoa. But the Safoa champ, champ. Is, yeah, that is a serious achievement. It is big time. But back to the uh, fight. Uh, fucking unbelievable it was. Yeah, and I think the only uh, Volkanovski. I wouldn't mind seeing Holloway fight him at featherweight yeah. if he wants to go down. But that's probably the only only real one there. Yeah. I feel like he's just it's for the perfect timing. Yes, he's lost today, yesterday, whatever it was. But he's certainly uh, arrived at lightweight now. His time is done at featherweight, I think. Yeah, I think that's fair. Shall we move on to the Kome? Yeah. Another brilliant fight, much anticipated. Kelvin Gaslim, number four middleweight in the world, up against uh, Israel Adesanya, number five. Adesanya was the favourite going into this. As I say, this was for the interim middleweight uh, belt, only because Robert Wick has had his health problems. He's the rightful champ. So I predicted Gaslim to win. You predicted Gasolim to win. Yep. Shows how much we know because Israel Adesanya got the victory. Well, first round it looked like a it looked like pretty straightforward work for Gasolim. Yeah. I thought I thought this is he's just completely dominating here, he's pressuring him. We dropped him, and he just looked so comfortable. It was, de- it looked it was like definitely Adesanya a, looked like a bit like a rabbit in a headlight. Exactly. That like, took the words out of my mouth because he's never seen anything like Gasolim before, has he? No. It's almost like he was uh, sort of like downloading what. Yes, Gaslam had in his head there, and he sort of started to sort of pick up the pace and started to get a bit more comfortable in round two. Yeah, so I had first round to Kelvin. You agree? Yeah, easy ten nine. Yeah, it was like standard, pretty straightforward stuff. And then I start, I gave the second one to Israel. Yeah, so did I. So he got his own knockdown with a big right hand uh, for a big sort of spinning back elbow in yeah. there as well. And I thought, like you say, he did start to download Gaslam a little bit. And yeah, I think Adesanya won the second round as well. Yeah, and going into the third, I thought Israel sort of same again. He looked so much more comfortable and loose, and started to land a little bit more. And as, as such, that Kelvin was went for the takedown. Yes, got one. Didn't really do much with no, it. No, Adesanya got back up. Yeah, and I, I, I felt that Adesanya shaded that one as well. See, this is this might have been the crucial round when you start to look at the scorecards. Okay. Apart from one that will come to very shortly. I had maybe Kelvin winning this one, but I don't know if that's just because I was a little bit biased because I'd picked him to win and I was kind of rooting for him a little bit, which is, it happens, we're yeah, not, we're not professionals, are we? So I maybe had this one to Kelvin, 2-1 to Kelvin at this point, but I could, yeah, quite easily see it going the other way. Yeah, between three and four, I think he got a bit of an ear bashing Kelvin because he'd come out a different fighter in round yeah. four. He'd come out pushing the pace and he was landing and... It was a close round, but then I eventually gave that to Kelvin. I think he knew he needed that round. I think he thought Israel was starting to sort of pick up the pace here. He's starting to land a bit more. I need to change things. And I think they said it on the broadcast that if Kelvin's staying slow and sort of waiting for Israel to move and throw his punches and counter, he's playing into Israel's sort of yeah, game definitely. plan. So if he pushes the pace and pressures him, gets in his face that's when Israel's susceptible and that's what he started to do in round four and it was working I felt well he hurt him bad Kelvin hurt Adesanya bad yeah up against the cage why did he go for the take there why are you going in for oh, a clean I was shot? fuming oh, so was I both times even when at, even at five in the morning I was fuming yeah he could have finished him I thought he's, I thought here you go you are going to finish him right now in this round he's rocked probably three successive sort of punches there he's rocked him and then up against the cage and shoots in for a takedown. I thought, did he even get it? He, no, no. I mean, he got it. No, did he didn't even get it. Oh, yeah. That's in hindsight, even more so. Oh. I know. Because he could, even if he didn't finish in there, he could have done some serious damage. Yeah. And then 
what happened in round five probably wouldn't have happened. I know. So I've, frustrating. It? It's just this little decisions margins, like that. I know. And I, I couldn't believe it. But even so, because I scored the third round two Kel- Kelvin, it's still 3-1 up in my books. 2-2 two, two for you. Yeah, yeah. I've got 2-2. Two, two. So, Desmond going into the fifth. Yeah, and the fifth round, I think... I mentioned, what a round, by the way. This, uh, this was brilliant. Yeah. And I, th- I mentioned the third round could have been decisive. We've both scored that differently. As it was this fifth round... This is where Adesanya showed his true class and sort of championship credibility, I think, because he absolutely poured it on in this fifth round. Well, I think he was looking at the judges' scorecards at the end. It's 48-46. So that... I'm trying to do my maths here. Does that lead me to believe he was 3-1 down? It's so if he won 10-9, it would have been... I was thinking he won the last one, 10-8. 10-8. So it would have been 38. Uh, do you know what? Yeah, he's, it's two all going into the last yeah. one, isn't it? So it's and two, they all scored at 10-8. So that's two all going into the last, and then you think the judges, all of them probably had it 10-8 this round, which is fair. Uh, Adesanya had him in a guillotine, which was very, very, very tight. Kelvin managed to scramble out. Got him into a triangle, which was tight for a second. Kelvin managed to strangle out. Then Adesanya dropped him three times, I think it was, was in it the three, in was fifth it? round. So, I mean, it was a te- probably a 10-8. I have noted down a 10-8 final round. It was a, a, a dominant sort of a dominant performance in that final round. And probably, yeah, well, definitely, that was it. That was his moment to, to win the fight. What, in round, in round four, yeah. Could have ended it as well, Kelvin there. Yeah. I think he could have easily stopped it, Goddard, couldn't he? But I, I think, think he so. knew I think so. the repercussions. He's damned if he does, damned if he don't, isn't he? He stops that with three seconds to go and Kelvin was going to win it. Yeah. everyone will have him hung out to dry definitely and I, I, and, that, and what with these previous and people on his case anyway the yes. Usman fight you know what I mean he's probably a little bit apprehensive but I think he's done a good job letting that go to be honest yes yeah, so do I I'm, I'm, I'm happy that he let that go definitely you know it's Israel he could have gone for a Peruvian necktie at the, the last second yeah, did you yeah, that? that's oh, your favourite I'm waiting move. for a big win to be won by a Peruvian necktie I mean. yeah I mean it doesn't happen often but it's, it's bound to, to come up eventually oh, it's ledge the most underused uh, submission game. Oh, I'm yes. telling you. It's I'm telling submission. You. It hurts. It does hurt. <laughs> it hurts. With, with a U. Uh, right, so the fight's ended. 48 46, we said. He probably won that 10 8 in the last one. Israel, probably not a bad shout, if I'm honest. Adesanya Whitaker, the Battle of, battle of Australasia. I know. Got to be, innit? Yeah, massive fight. As impressed as I was with Adesanya, Gaslim had his moments. Mm hmm. I see Robert Whitaker as a slightly bigger, slightly better version of Kelvin Gastelum. So once again, I think it's uh, all to prove for Adesanya in that fight. Even though he proved he is championship material in this one. Yeah, I, the only thing I would say to that is Adesanya's going to get so much better at MMA. I know. He's got the striking to rely on that sort of them credentials, but he's only going to get better at MMA. You saw it on the ground. Locked in a triangle. I know, yeah. Like, out of nowhere. He's yeah. obviously got that length, but... I think the difference could be the kicks. Gaston actually landed a head kick on Adesanya. Yeah. I think that's more that he never throws them, mm. and and these weren't expecting. I mean, how he, how he managed to get his leg up that high? I don't. Yeah, I don't he was up there know. for a while. It was yeah. like resting his foot on his shoulder. <laughs> yeah. I would not be out getting my leg up there in my hips. I'm telling you, nowhere near. But um, I think Whitaker, like you say, yeah, he's a better version of uh, Gaston, but with a few more tools in his arsenal. I, I don't want to put the mockers on uh, Whitaker though. 
I know, and actually now you said that, you mentioned the great point about how much Adesanya will improve yeah. as he does every single fight with Whitaker and his injuries and his illnesses that he's had. How much training is he getting in? How much has he improved <clears throat> since his last fight? I mean, I would I would wager not too much. No, that's an excellent point. This is a fight I'd like to see at the back end of the year. I think Adesanya's going to need some time off after yeah, that. He, he only fought a couple of months ago anyway. Uh, Whitaker's had what like sort of uh, life-saving surgery yes, I know. Uh, a lot, alongside other injuries so it, I, I want to see these two at their best I don't want them to sort of cram it in sort of like all on time get it in at the back end of the year let them heal um, but that's an unbelievable fight I can't wait for that one I know yeah that'll be a barn burner it's got to be on down under innit uh, yeah that'll yeah. pack anything out as long as it's not like a daily MVP and they put it in uh, Wisconsin or wherever it was <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. it's, it's got to be in Australia or even New Zealand. I'm not sure if they've been to New Zealand before. I'm not sure, you know. So it could have. Could I think, think Whitaker is from New Zealand. I think he's but from he's, New Zealand. He's born but in Australia. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Adesanya's New Zealand from Nigeria. Another Nigerian yeah. champ. They're loving it, aren't they? They are. Nigerians. It's, it's, uh, absolutely lauding it. Starting to take over at the moment. Where does Kelvin go from here? Yeah, I don't know. A little bit of time off. Yeah. I still, as much as we've seen that people moving up in weight recently is is the move and it's worked out for lots of people I still think if Kelvin just went on a bit of a diet he could be a champ at welterweight I know that goes against everything we kind of say week week in week out here mm-hmm. he is tiny though at middleweight what is he 5'9 yeah yeah I just don't a leper's never going to change his no. spots is he no that's true I mean he's he's getting older as well if you're younger and you sort of Sort of instill a bit of discipline, and it's easier to lose that weight. Perhaps I, I, just, I do agree with you. While I do agree, I just can't see it. It's like Roy Nelson. Yeah, he could have been a middleweight. <laughs> yeah, but he's just—it's not going to happen, is it? No. I mean, and he likes to enjoy his food and his life and whatever, which is fair. And it's not like he's done badly. No, I know. He, yeah. he could have arguably easily won that if he had a better fifth round or finished him in the fourth. Finish him in the fourth. Yeah, decision making a bit better. Um, he, and he's had some big wins at middleweight I, I'd keep him at middleweight I'd, I'd say perhaps give him Hermanson if Hermanson wins uh, a couple of weeks or next weekend whenever it is yes, yeah. something like that not, not a top level fight just give him someone who's just breaking into the top 10 and see how he goes from there much like Woodley something like that yeah, sort of, yeah. he's fighting lower down top 10 in Woodaller isn't he yeah he is Yeah, so yeah that, that makes sense actually so yeah um, brilliant fight Unbelievable. we said there's a two fight card and d- boy did they deliver they did definitely definitely absolutely jeez Christ. Louise they delivered jeez Louise holy smokes <laughs> exactly <laughs> but um, any, anything else on that on, you wanted to add on that fight yeah I have to say as impressive as those two fights were yes Khalil Roundtree Jr might have put on the performance of the night see I didn't see this and I duly uh, backed Eric Anders here your boy your, your boy. boy Eric Anders <laughs> and got it totally wrong as as I did with the, the two main main cards. Yeah, fights. I mean, Roundtree's been spending time in Thailand doing Muay Thai, obviously, and he basically came to this. He's, he was a transformed Muay Thai fighter. He absolutely destroyed Eric really? Anders. Destroyed him. When you say destroyed, you're sort of like picking him apart, sort of mooning around. Picking like... him apart, chopped his leg to absolute smithereens, knocked him down repeatedly. The towel could have been thrown in at any point from midway through the second round. He absolutely dominated Eric Anders, and it's the, the most impressive Eric, uh, Roundtree's ever. Roundtree's knocked out Gokhan Saki. Yeah, this was his most impressive performance, and, and so that that tells you how good it was. 
he um, tons of leg kicks in in the in the first round with his tie style, just absolutely chewed his his leg up. Dropped him with a big left uh, in the second. Dropped him again. Dropped him again with a big right hand. Dropped him again. What was the scorecard? Uh, I, I don't know. I can't. I didn't get the scorecard, but it was a unanimous decision. Yeah. I would imagine. 10-9 first round, 10-8, 10-7, if not, in the, in the next two rounds. Yeah, I saw that as like a 50-50 coin flip fight. Yeah. Like, don't really know who's going to win here. I'll go with Anders, see what happens sort of thing. He's fought good competition. Yeah. No, but, round three absolutely transformed what a performance from him. Oh, no, fair cr- credit to Eric Anders for hanging in there because his corner probably should have saved him, but... He's taken a few beatings recently, hasn't yeah, he? That Santos... The cheetah was a bit of a war. Yeah. And now, big Khalil. <laughs> now this one. Fucking hell, yeah. But it shows you how good uh, Johnny Walks is, doesn't it? Yes. Cleaned house with uh, yeah, Khalil. Yeah, good point. Yeah, definitely. But, again, that division, man. Mate, it's We're absolutely it. on fire at the moment. Loving that it? division. LHW. Love it. What so, uh, Dwight Grant, split decision win over Alan Jaban. Decent fight. Yeah, prob- probably fair for Dwight Grant. Lots of power. Throws everything with power. And it sort of um, it startled Javan a little bit, made him hesitant, which sort of allowed because Javan didn't have the power to trouble him necessarily. So what he had to do, he had to put the pressure on, he had to get in close, he had to make it a bit okay. of a brawl. Because Dwight Grant was so heavy-handed, he was a little bit reluctant, which allowed Dwight Grant to just land a few power shots here and there, do enough to win to win the fight. Split decision. So I think um, one judge had it thirty twenty-seven to Javan, uh, and the other two had it. 29-28 to Grant so so I take back everything I said about the judges yes. all having it on the same page exactly yeah but uh, yeah decent there and um, another one of my picks another one that you got wrong Nikita, Nikita Krilov got a good win over OSP with a, a rear naked choke uh, victory actually uh, he looked good actually Krilov looked good in the first round nice nice bit of striking OSP got a takedown uh, and then yeah second round you wouldn't really expect it but um, he got into Mount Krilov Transition to, to back, to back mount, sunk in a rear naked choke and, and got the tap out of OSP. So, very impressive performance against someone who's got good grappling and submissions in OSP. If not just one submission, essentially. But, um, slightly disappointed with OSP. Wasn't much defence there, but good performance from Krilov. That chucks him up a few places, doesn't it? Then Krilov, because I know OSP's pretty highly ranked. Yeah, number 12 he was, so you'd imagine Krilov moves himself into the top 15 now. Khalil and Krilov. Yeah, not a bad shout there. Yeah, yeah, decent. OSP is one of those. He just keeps falling that final hurdle. Mm. Never, really, never really seems to be going anywhere. I don't know why he just didn't really look up for it. He never does. He never does look up for it, and yeah. he always looks quite tired. But <laughs> he did. Like Neville did. Southall when he used to come out sweating. <laughs> yeah. That was a bit before your time. Yeah, a little bit. But he always looked like he'd done twelve rounds. Yeah, like Bruno or something. But yeah, but, good victory for Krilov. Yeah, uh, I went zero and five from the main card. Yeah, I think very I'm, impressive. Very impressive predictions from you, Mystic Matthew. Mystic Mac is fuck all right. <laughs> but um, you you win that week two and zero. Well, not two and zero. Two nil. Yeah. So are we gonna, are we going to give it one nil, or are we going to get each single each each pick? What do you mean? Because you got none, I got three. So is that one nil to me, or is that three nil? Oh, what? So you've won this weekend? Yeah, one nil. All I right, think. we'll start this weekend then. We'll yeah. go one nil. One nil to me with my picks. We'll come up with uh, some. Better rules and other than just making it up on the spot there. <laughs> definitely, definitely. But I'm, I'm likely to improve. I certainly can't get worse. You cannot get worse than, <laughs> than that. that. No. Than zero. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so that wraps up that week's card. Mm, good card. All in all. Yeah, very good card. Brilliant two, two uh, title fights. Outstanding performance from uh, Khalil Roundtree. 
couple of decent prelim fights as well on there. Won't get into them too much. I think we've gone on for a little while. But yeah, good card. Some good referees on there. Some, <laughs> some, some good commentary. Old Swaggy G making a name for himself. I never. I, I only found out about uh, Swaggy G, as you call him, on Instagram. John Anik was loving him. Obviously, yeah. he's a big fan of the no-nonsense Keith Peterson. Yes, as we uh, all are. We like the savage uh, Eve Levine. Eve Levine but yes. There's a new ref in town. There is. George Allen is his proper name. Yeah. But uh, Swaggy G to, to you and I. Swaggy G. Brilliant. Do we have any context for this? I'm not exactly sure why. Who, who called him Swaggy G? Uh, they say he was calling him Swaggy G. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's because he's essentially... No at, nonsense. As no nonsense as no nonsense Keith Peterson. And uh, what he did do very well actually in the prelims, there was a fight there and I think uh, Imadeev, he's from Chechnya, uh, first round, probably the first minute, blatant grabbing of the fence... Yeah, I mean, he can't speak English, so he can't understand the instructions, but just would not let go, basically. Uh, and Swaggy G stepped in, stopped the fight, point gone straight away. That's first I round. love that. So, it's cha- is it? It's changed. Was it a fence grab that sort of changed the direction of the fight? Yeah, so it was uh, Max Griffin, I think it was. He was um, got the takedown, looking to work up against the uh, fence, sort of, uh, sort of take his legs out from him and get some top position. And yeah, he grabbed the fence and held onto it for a significant amount of time. Yeah. And I think far too often they just give them a, wa- a warning, which isn't enough when it changes the situation, potentially changes the fight. So all props to Swaggy G there for uh, taking the point away straight away. It's uh, another little contender for the Safoa a bit it later is. on as well. I, I really hope Swaggy G doesn't ref any of Safaroff's fights. <laughs> no. <laughs> Safaroff is fucked. Otherwise. Keep them away, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, wraps up. A uh, very good card, which we thought would probably disappoint apart from the two mains but uh, as it as it turns out quite a decent one all, all told yeah brilliant very impressed yeah. fair play ok so we'll move on now uh, this is the week that the one and only Ross Pearson has announced his retirement from fighting so Ross Pearson uh, is he Sunderland is it from Sunderland I think yeah yeah Sunderland. I think he's from Sunderland yeah. I think he's a Mackham so brilliant fighter UK legend been in the UFC forever always brings it always puts on exciting fights had some big victories had some big losses but I think all respect to him for, for the entertainment that that he has provided to us over the years yeah when he lost a couple of weeks ago we were sort of like we don't want to say someone to retire but I'm kind of glad he did because he's got nothing else to prove anymore no. we all know how tough he is and how good he is how exciting well. he is yeah. and how good he was like you say yeah um but yeah, he's hanging them up now. He's moving on to sort of other things, and I, for one, am I, I was a bit, I was quite emotional when he uh, announced it, to be honest, because it just sort of closed the book on a. Because I remember when he was coming through in like 2009, and it just reminded me of a simpler time, Joe. It was, yeah, it was and, a much simpler time. Uh, and I've enjoyed watching him ever since. Yeah, and, yeah uh, every single fight. Yeah, yeah and he, he put out a very sort of good statement and stuff, and I'm glad he's sort of moving on to things outside of fighting and hopefully he's a success in that as much as he was a success in the UFC and it, it, he, he had a phenomenal record really the amount of fights he's had in there the people he's fought a couple of contentious losses in there from yeah, my memory yes, Diego definitely. Sanchez comes to mind yeah, that yeah. was dodge but what a fighter never never really got a run at the gold he looked like a couple of times he might do back in the day but for me one, one of the best UK fighters to ever grace uh the octagon probably yeah top five at least yeah, I would he's definitely say, yeah. up there yeah definitely so all respect to Ross Pearson congratulations on a fantastic career and uh, yeah all the best for wherever you find yourself going forward I think he lives in Australia doesn't he does he really so uh, not bad not a bad place to retire eh? no definitely not 
just moving on from that, we do have some uh, sad news as well. Yeah, broke this week that Loden Sincade from Tough One passed away at the, the age of 45. And this is another one. I was absolutely gutted when I heard this one. We don't know the details yet. Um, but 45 is absolutely no age. Yes, no age. Uh, he's my actual first memory of the Ultimate Fighter. I was uh, a tough baby. I got into the UFC through tough. Yep. So I was watching the first episode of Ultimate Fighter and it was of Lodoon was on the on the screen pouring away his booze in the garden. <laughs> yeah. So uh yeah it, it, and off that he was the first fight in the UFC's uh, Ultimate Fighter Center. So he's that yeah. He's up there in history. Exactly. So uh, yeah, rest in peace, Lodoon. Uh, he seemed like such a nice guy on there. Um done the circuit after. He sort of never really made it in the UFC as such, but a pioneer already. He's in the Hall of Fame with the Tough One cast, I think. Yep. So, he's, like you say, his he's, place is etched in history and yes. I was very gutted to hear it. I, sort of, the week's been sort of wrapped with sort of sad news as, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, this sort of was the main part of that, I think. So, rest in peace, Lodoon. What a legend. Yeah, definitely agree. Okay, so we'll uh, we'll just switch it up a little bit. We'll move on to some fight news. We've had some decent fight announcements this week to move on to. So I'm going to throw the first one at you, Luke Rockhold, moving up to light heavyweight, and he's um, fighting Jan Blakovich. So I think um, it's been mooted for a while that Rockhold's going to move up to light heavyweight. He's been struggling a little bit at middleweight for a little while now. So I think they've thrown him in against Blakovich, who is accomplished, but not at the very top level so I think this will be a good test of where Rockhold is at this weight uh, personally I don't think anyone really likes Luke Rockhold Anthony Smith definitely doesn't like Luke Rockhold I don't know if you saw his press conference earlier in the week I didn't see the press conference no but I've been reading some uh, excerpts of the is that a word excerpts excerpts yeah Ex- so uh, very scathing from Anthony Smith against Luke Rockhold and I think that is the general feeling about him in the MMA community and I'm not sure if it's too unfair no, he's just got that one of them faces. Yeah. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. When you go on a night out, there's someone one of them faces you're yeah. going to slap and he's got one of them. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah I, I want Rocco to win this one because Jan's not really sort of going anywhere, is he? He's not going to sell any fights. Yeah, I know what you mean. I'm never sort of bowled over to see him face anyone. So I'd like Rocco to get the win here just to put him into that contention. And I'll now want to see that Smith-Rocco fight. Definitely, 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 yeah. And if Rocco loses this, that's not going to happen. So I think for the sort of better of our future entertainment. In that stacked light heavyweight division. Yes, yeah. I do think it's the right move for him though. Like he's, he's enormous. He is, yeah. He's absolutely he enormous. <laughs> I think he was only kept going at middleweight because... DC was like heavyweight sort of contender and yeah, DC's true. obviously up at heavyweight so I think it sort of paves the way for him there whether or not he can make a run I don't know what do you reckon I wouldn't have thought so I think there's people in there like John Jones uh, Smith could cause him problems Gustafsson if he well I mean he might not even carry on depending on what happens there I think he could cause him problems Johnny Walks will obviously cause him problems if he ends up coming against Thiago Santos that could cause him problems with his power up at light heavy so I don't see him winning the belt could he fight for it one day at light heavy maybe but yeah not well, sure well he certainly carries the name yes he's got, the, he's, got, he's, got, he's got the star power so he... well if you look at like some of the people who've gone up and had success Smith journeyman at middleweight yeah contender at light heavy Santos exactly the same what happens when a former champion comes up yeah true do you know true. what I mean well, yeah. 
will they go a step above Santos and Smith and what they've done? So you don't. I, I think he's certainly got them run at the belt, particularly like I say with the with the name power as well. But there's a Mr. Walker waiting in line. Exactly, big Johnny Walker. Exactly. No one, no one goes past Johnny Walker with uh, with any ease. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I see Rocco winning that, mate. Yeah, I think I probably agree. I think I agree. No, it's an unknown quantity. He's not. Yeah, it ain't no mug. No, not at all. But yeah, I think Rockhold. What else has been uh, mooted? So we'll switch from the UFC, go to Bellator. Yeah. The Oto Machida, not long left the UFC. He's up against Chow Sonnen. Which. Uh, I love Chow. Yeah. How's this main event in, in 2019? <laughs> no idea. <laughs> I know, yeah. If it was like 10 years ago. Yeah. But just. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, yeah. But. Look, Chow Sonnen's a laugh. He's he's a, a funny bloke. I'm not too I'm not too sure how much fight. If, he's got if that's the if that's the uh, sort of the reasoning for putting someone in a main event, we'll get Jeff Innocent in there, Jeff, shall we? Yeah. Jeff Innocent versus Chuck Lydell. Yeah, yeah, Chuck Lydell. But yeah, I it's not even a fight I care about. No, no, no. no. I get what Bellator are doing. They tend to sort of put the the rising stars or the homegrown stars whatever you want to say on the same card and use their uh, the names here of Sonam Machida to reel in the punters yeah it's a it's a good business model and it seems to be working right but I think for if it, me it, I don't care about that no I mean if it, if it was on in England I'd watch it it's better to also it'd probably be difficult to see but I would watch it I'd watch it like, I wouldn't Care. Is this on pay per view? I don't think they've got pay per view, do they, Benatar? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. I don't know. I wouldn't pay, buy a ticket and go and watch it. Nah, nah, definitely not. But it'll be interesting. I probably fancy Machida from from this point, but who knows? Uh, yeah, I, I'm not even got a prediction. <laughs> nah, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> I don't care. Fair enough. Back to uh, sort of more uh, legit, legit options. Yeah. yeah, legit is the word. Uh, the Nightmare, Jago Sanchez up against Michael Chiesa, who's been a little bit reborn since his move up in weight. Yeah. So I think it's a very good fight. Sanchez, you thought maybe was on the way out. Last two fights, he begged to differ. So I think this is going to be a cracking fight. Both lads, tough, going to bring it. I don't know. Because I probably still fancy Chiesa. I think I've been very impressed with him since he's moved up in weight. Diego Sanchez is still on the back end, even though he's put in some good performances recently. I mean, he is coming towards the end, I think. Got a lot of miles on the clock, so... I think it's a great fight. Probably fancy uh, Kiesa in this one. Yeah, we mentioned tough one earlier. Uh, how long ago it was? He's still going, <laughs> and, he, and he's looked better than ever. But oh, yes. I, I, I've got to agree with you. I think if you compare Kiesa to the the recent competition where Diego has looked so good, uh, like Craig White, British fighter, we we like. But this is certainly a step up from that. And also, Mickey, Mickey Gall, Gall is yeah. he's, he's a okay. bit green. Yeah, definitely. And he, he had no place sort of being in there. And I think we said that at the time. Um, I, I I think it'll be a great fight I don't know if it's not a main event on a fight night or anything is it because this is one of those I'd like to see a five rounder mm, yeah that's true but I, I think it will be a war but I think Chiesa will have a bit too much and I think if it does go to the ground I think we might see a Chiesa sub there yeah because he has looked good he's he only had one fight up there but he has looked good Chiesa and he's got all the tools and he's big and I think he he could certainly get it done here yeah agreed agreed okay so we uh, that's it for fight announcements has been some uh, big, shocking global news going on in the world of the UFC this week. So we heard last week, I think it was, TJ put out a message to say there has been a violation. He has been flagged by USADA and he's going to um, give, relinquish the belt so he doesn't hold up the division. Um, we gave him the benefit of the doubt, which I think is fair enough to do. We thought maybe it's just a tainted uh, supplement. 
probably one of those things. It happens quite often nowadays. TJ's spoken about sort of being clean and about um, his nutritionist that he's brought on board and his way about doing things properly. Turns out that wasn't the case. Yep. And he's been uh, copying old Lance Armstrong. Been bang on the EPO. Yeah, big Lance. I could big not... Big Lance a lot, yeah. Could not believe this. Well, the first red flag is that he relinquished his belt without any uh, sort of fight. Yeah, yeah. And then... But in that statement, I think he was saying, "Yeah, I'm going to prove, I'm going to clear my name and all this." All, all the while, he knew he was. I know, I know. Injecting in his in his little bum there. I know. I I'm so annoyed that I was backing him during the Cody fights because obviously, like yeah. Cody and his team, they're all they came across as bitter, didn't they? In they sour come like a bitter ex, and they couldn't let it go. And they he, he sort of seemed to take the moral high ground. Yeah, TJ, and. It now seems to be there's there's reasoning for their sort of hatred and their, for them all sort of not liking TJ and for getting on his case and and it seems that there's been sort of rumblings of it before that are all coming out as well. well. It sounds like it's been going on for quite a few years now because when he did fight T, uh, uh, Cody, Cody, sorry, uh, a couple of years ago I think it was now, and he was saying it then. Yeah, he said on uh, uh, he, he pulled out of one fight or something. Yes. TJ and yeah. then Cody tweeted something about yeah you need to clear that EPO or something like that yeah but yeah I'll I'll wash my hands with him if I'm honest see I'm a little bit torn I don't want to sort of shit on him too much and rightly so he's got a lot of stick lots of people are jumping on the bandwagon to dig him out and I don't like to kick a man when he's down but yeah, you cannot excuse this can you well let's put it into perspective he's got a two year ban they're looking into his history because they don't test EPO on every every test. I think it takes too much uh, time, manpower, right. and money. Yeah. So they don't test EPO on everything. For whatever reason, they've tested it on uh, this piss test. Yeah, a bit of a tip off from somewhere, maybe. Yeah, perhaps. Or, oh uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Don't but know. apparently, they're looking into his previous results. I mean, I don't know what they take. They must take blood tests, and I think it's blood. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's blood, isn't it? Yeah. So they'll test, take his blood test from before and that ban could get extended. Put it into perspective, I don't know the ins and outs of it, but Lance Armstrong got a lifetime ban yeah. for racing in a cycling race. And they never actually caught him. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you're punching someone in the head. I know. You're kicking them in the head. You're kneeing them. You're beating on them for 25 minutes. You're ending or shortening lives. You're damaging legacies. Yeah, changing careers. You're costing money. Yeah. Which affects people's families, which kids. Yeah. And two years, I think, is absolutely pitiful. If I'm honest, uh, I'd throw the book at him. Uh, yeah, I see what you mean. It's if you it, it's Usada who took uh, down Lance Armstrong, right? It's the yeah, same, it was yeah, Novitsky, yeah. same mob. Yeah. What's the difference in in ban? Obviously, he may have taken it over a longer stretch. I think uh, Lance Armstrong. I think with Lance, he was so calculated and so dis- uh, deceitful about it, and it was a whole operation this sounds like it's more one man and maybe a, a doctor friend or know, there's probably more people involved everyone's denied being involved yeah. he's not doing it on his own let's, let's be honest why is it only two years see I'm not sure probably could argue that it could be longer uh, I think the only thing is with his age at the moment two years is probably enough I don't think you come back at his age after two years I, see I think that's the reason why you should throw the book at him yeah, it's, a, it's the perfect deterrent for any other fighters. Fair point. Yeah, if he's already going to be, if he's going to be done with two years gone, 
anyway. Yeah, and he give won't him get a lifetime number. ban. And then you, you can say, right, we give lifetime bans to anyone who uses EPO. Yeah, and it may well, it may well sort of, as they keep doing these more tests and they look at his history, it may well get extended. Yeah. Perhaps at the moment it's a sort of a preliminary, we found this one test, this EPO, so that's two years. Yeah. If it then uncovers that actually it's been going on for a little while, they might extend it and I think they'd be well within their rights to do so. Yeah. Nah. But overall, yeah, just gutted really. I, I never used to like TJ. Yeah. Like when you saw him on Tough, he was a bit of an ass. A bit of a grass, wasn't he? Yeah, a little, well. yes, a bit of a snake in the grass as well. Um, and then I warmed to him, particularly with his battles with Cody. I thought Cody came across a little bit sort of petulant. Yeah. Uh, TJ came out of it sort of flying colours, I thought, sort of really endeared himself. So I thought, yeah, okay, I like TJ now. Went on to do great things. And it's, yeah, completely 100% reversal now again. Yeah, no, it's just, it's just a shame. It's just... It's bullshit, really. I, uh, I, yeah, I was gutted because, like, well, you say I, I warmed to him as well. He, he stood himself well in that rivalry, didn't he? And won both fights. And you got to look at his style, the way he wins fights. It's for, from pressure, pressure, and having that gas tank. I know, which is what that's what it does. It does, yeah, yeah. So it's all you got to question his whole career now. I think because I've been reading about EPR. I'm not an expert, obviously. No, but. Apparently, you can flush it out in six to eight hours. Yeah, it's quite quick, isn't it? So, it's very uh, hard to detect. So, how long has he been using it? I mean, you've got a question that even those Barrow wins, they were big late stoppages. One of them was a big late stoppage, and one he just batted in for five rounds. Yeah. How much has that taken off Barrow's? Look at Barrow now. I know, yeah, he completely took the shine off Barrow, definitely, yeah. Didn't he? I mean, we can't sit here and say yes he's been using it his whole career because he may no, well not have been but you certainly have to question it now I think yeah and he may he may well have been the same fighter I think oftentimes with these performance enhancing drugs there is that mental side to it almost that placebo yeah, effect that's a good point I think if you injected him with water and told him it was EPO he would have been like yeah I feel strong and it was probably kind yeah. of similar to that so maybe if when this started he didn't have those sort of mental frailties he could have gone on to achieve what he has achieved anyway um, but it's still EPO and I tell you what I think makes it worse is his reactions when he loses That's definitely after that Cejudo fight the Cejudo yeah. fight it was it, it, just, it was so bitter the way he lost yeah. and uh, I think he's just got this obsession to, uh, for his legacy and to be the greatest that he would go to any lengths it seems which is why he started taking the yeah, uh, the EPO now. I think you're right. Yeah, but yeah, right. I think that's what leaves even bitter taste in people's mouths is his reactions. To yeah, losses. even the Dominic Cruz one. Yes, it was a close fight, but even then he couldn't accept that he lost. That's true. He never ta- he never owns his sort of losses, and that's I think was always a slight on him. Bit of bit of a sore loser. Yeah, definitely, and, and, definitely. And it's even this makes more it worse. So. Yeah, yeah, it makes it even worse. Shows you how good Dominic Cruz is to come back after all them injuries and beat him and if he was on EPO. Yeah. No, but it's, yeah. it's a real shame. It is a real shame. What about Sam Calavita? Did you see his statement? Shh, mate, did you want to try and fit any longer words in there? <laughs> like, just, how am I supposed to understand what on earth you're talking? It's like um, smoke and mirrors, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, I'm not really going to say anything. I'm just going to deny it all, but here's all these big words. Blind you with science. Exactly, exactly. But, um, I heard him on Rogan he's been on Rogan before I think with TJ Calavita sounds like an arsehole but uh... but you, if you've got if you're that sort of in depth with your analysis in your scientific approach that's it that how have it. you not seen how many more red blood cells he's producing and how like, thick the blood is and this is it. surely you'd 
it, he's banged to rights if you ask me as 100%, well. Hundred percent. I ain't got out. any slight on uh, Dwayne Ludwig. I don't think he's got anything to do with it. No, he's he a, don't he's live the, there. He's he a lives somewhere coach, else, isn't he? Yeah. And he's he probably thinks at the end of workouts, well, God, he's in shape now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know. I'm good at this, but then, uh, yeah, I don't think he's got anything to do with it. But um, I think Bisping said on his podcast that yeah. He can certainly get away of taking it without his whole camp knowing, but there's definitely at least one or two others who do know about it. Definitely. And, and this- Sam Calavita, I'm not... Yes. It's not slanderous. I'm not I'm not going to say he definitely is, but you've got to certainly raise some eyebrows at how he's not clocked that he's on something. Exactly. Well, his whole sort of modus operandi... This is shtick, yeah. ...is blood work, looking at the numbers, looking at it mathematically, all of that if stuff. you look at that, you look at blood. Yeah, and you didn't notice that he had a shit ton of uh, red blood cells in there yeah. that shouldn't be there. Oh, yeah. Stupid, yeah. H- hence that ridiculous statement. And it, it, yeah, it was almost sort of passing the buck as well with the um, the statement. He was saying that TJ succumbed to the expectation <laughs> of the fans, the UFC. And, I know. Crazy. And, and his, own, his own sort of wants to be the best. Yeah. Which is probably right, but it's no excuse, is it? No, well, that's what every single fight yeah. experiences. Yeah, exactly. That's the, that's the point. But yeah, I think when went on to say, yeah, we sort of back in the whole way at the end. I guess I they know. have to. They have to, but yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's just awful, I think. Because I did like TJ. I thought he was one of my favourite fighters to watch. And a brilliant fighter. And excellent. Yeah. But now his whole career is brought into question now. I know, yeah. Because they don't test on EPO the whole time, that's the, that's the problem. Uh, they're going to have to start doing it now. You don't know if yeah. uh, everyone's on it. I don't know. Gutting. Yeah, gutted. Gutting, yeah. But well, what next for him then? He's, he's talking about resting up and getting his well, he had surgery shoulders on the shoulder, sword yeah. for when he comes he's back. He's got surgery on his, his other shoulder coming up in a, a month or so. Oh, he, he can come back. People do come back, and we we have we have short short memories. But I would, if, if I was him, I'd. Uh, I don't know. I don't see a road back. To be honest. Yeah, it's hard, isn't it? Yeah. Um, like you say, you don't want to completely shit on him. No, of course not. But, we all make mistakes. But I, it's not like he's he knows what he's doing. Yeah, this it's is the quite, thing. It's very premeditated. Yeah. yeah, you know what you're doing. What do you? Does he get caught up in it in the uh, sort of the obsession to win, like Lance Armstrong did, and then just got caught up in a whirlwind of it, and then just didn't realise the consequences. But fuck me. You know what you're doing when you're doing something like that. No, no. It's not a tainted supplement. It's not no. something you took 10 years ago that shirt's still in your system, remaining dormant, yeah. and then shows up. Like, no picograms here. No, it's not a picos. No. These are super picos. These are super... I don't yeah. know. I, 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 it's, I can't see a road to redemption here, unfortunately, especially at his age. I yeah. Just, I just can't see it. Yeah, his age at that weight class, yeah. I mean, it, it, I'd, it would be good to... It would be good to see him fight Cody in two years time bit of redemption bit for of Cody. redemption yeah. I think Cody had had that for Cody's sake yeah. yeah I'm all of a sudden a massive Cody fan though. definitely 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 yeah I mean I didn't dislike him before no but his fight was brilliant of, yeah I weren't a fan of Alpha Male that's more yeah, yeah. more the thing but now it stands to reason everything they've been saying seems it's probably true what uh-huh. with the, uh, the Chris Holdsworth concussion uh, Chris Holdsworth have to retire because of a concussion which yes. he allegedly received from sparring with yeah, uh, TJ training. I mean obviously that might be a mistake as well but it's just all racking up now and all the red flags seem to point in the direction of TJ and all bad stuff definitely so I, yeah. think, I think this moves us on brings us nicely to 
the Safawa. Every cloud for TJ. Yeah, the Simon Safarov Award for Outstanding Achievement. We've yes. been doing this for a few weeks now. This is in honour of the legend that is Saperberg Safarov, who fought on the London card. So what we like to do, we like to give out the Simon Safarov Award for Outstanding Achievement on a weekly basis. This can be good, this can be for bad. You can be excellent, you can be a right bastard, you can put on a stunning performance, you can just be blatantly cheating. It can be any of those. We've had DC win it so far for his brilliant commentary. And we had... The bare-knuckle bloke, whose the, name escapes me. bare-knuckle promoter, Dave Feldman. Dave Feldman. For his antics last weekend. So we've had good with DC, we've had bad with Dave Feldman. We've got a few nominations this week. Yep. Can I throw one at you? Yeah, throw one. I want to throw Mini Blessed at you. Mini Blessed, what do you, a ledge. Do you clock him in the uh, in the fight on the yeah, corners yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, You could hear him for the first couple of rounds. Let's go! Yeah. Let's, and then you see him for rounds three and four, just yeah. screaming. Wearing some legendary garbs as well. Always stylish, he's Mini Blessed. If yeah. you don't know Mini Blessed, he's Max Holloway's son. Um, I think if Mark Goddard was refing that, he would have probably had to stop the fight and tell him to uh, sit down. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. And he probably would have done that. <laughs> yeah, probably. I know, yeah. But uh, a very a stickler for the rules is Mark. Yeah, so mini, mini Blessed, he, he's one of my nominations. Have you got any others there? Well, I think Swaggy G. Swaggy he G. He can't not be nominated this week. <laughs> Just... <laughs> I mean, a brilliant, brilliant Barnet. We love a Barnet here, and he has got a brilliant Barnet. Brilliant Barnet, yeah. Um, seems to be a bit of a lad. And also, took t- the point away in the first round, early doors for a fence grab, which is something that we've been calling for a, for a long time, and he's obviously endeared himself to the commentators there. So I think you've got to swallow, uh, throw Swaggy G into the mix. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that name. It's so good. And then, obviously, the final nomination on the, on the flip side for the, for the bad side is, is TJ. Yep, TJ for the, uh, as you put it, skullduggery. Skullduggery. That Safroff is uh, infamous for. Yeah. And TJ's skullduggery here is uh, on a different scale. And I think it's fair to say that he is now the winner of this week's uh, Simon Safroff Award for Outstanding Achievement. I think so, so. Uh, so you, it's been a bad week, TJ, but every cloud, as we say. And the Safara is in the post, so in you've got post. something to look, look forward to. Fair play to you. Uh, yeah, that wraps up that TJ segment for me, I think, mate. Yes, definitely. So we have been going for just about an hour now. We've got some fights next week in St. Petersburg for the USC in Russia. So we've got, I mean, I'm going to be honest, don't know a lot of names on this card. Yeah, I know the old name, but I don't know both names in each fight exactly, apart from the yeah. main. So it's going to be a tricky one to make predictions for. Can we uh, not do the predictions for this one? I don't want to go too nil down with fights I don't know. Mm. Or should we have a pop at it? Well, we're going to put out on Instagram our picks, innit? So yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe we'll uh, just have a little look now, and we'll, we'll have a little bit of think throughout the week, and then we'll let everyone know what our picks are during the week. As it is, you've got uh, Alistair Overeem up against Alexei Alenyuk, headlining this one. Two absolute legends. Their records are ridiculous. I think they both fought like six hundred. S- yeah, <laughs> six hundred times each. Yeah, so crazy records. Uh, we all know Alistair Overeem, Uberim, uh, the artist formerly known as. Uh, Alenik is famous for his Ezekiel chokes essentially uh, I would like to see Alenik win this one and I'd like to see him get an Ezekiel whilst being mounted by Overing that's what I want to see that's what you want to see is that, it? that is it yeah that's your dream isn't that it? is the dream I cannot believe he gets Ezekiel chokes whilst he's mounted uh, from a heavyweight yes well, right. <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. I, uh, yeah I wouldn't mind seeing it I can't see it though I know I'm it's afraid difficult. I think Overing is obviously his stat this is a Classic clash of styles. Someone yeah, is, who's yeah. desperate to get a takedown, and someone who wants to keep it standing. I think Overeem. People forget he's got good subs. 
Oh, definitely. Very good subs. Yeah. And um, I think this is a bit of a mismatch, if I'm honest. I think I think Overeem just mops the floor with him, unfortunately. I mean, that's highly likely, yeah. Yeah. So, but I'm going to go with Alenyuk. I'm backing Alexi. Yeah? Yeah, definitely. definitely. What round are we saying here? First round. First round is While he's nice and dry. While he's nice and dry. Nice and dry. Yeah. Get that boy down. Definitely, definitely. I'll go an Overeem KO round two. I think he's going to play it a bit safe, old Overeem. He's, a, he's an old war horse, man. He's been he around is. too long. He he's knows a... the game. He knows people want to get him down. So, yeah, Overeem get this done round two, I think. All right. Fair enough, fair enough. Nice little preview there. Next week's fights. Well in depth. Well, we'll run through a couple. You've got Islam Makachev on there. Khabib's mate. Khabib's mate, He's yeah. in the co-main. That should be okay. You've got uh, Sergei Pavlovich, the sort of talented heavyweight yeah. from Russia. He's up against Marcelo Garman. That could be decent. Devin Clark. Yeah. Good fighter. He's on there. And you've got Shevchenko's sister, Antonina Shevchenko, up against Roxanne Modafferi. Yeah. Could be a decent fight, that one as well, in the, uh, in the ladies' side of the draw. <laughs> uh, and then you've got uh, Martin Tybura against Shamil Abdurakimov on you, the prelims I would have thought you've been practising these names the way you're nailing them mate Abdurakimov is okay it's Abdu Rakimov no, it's just done with such a <laughs> style and, and that you know. so yeah he's up, he's on there that'll be a decent fight other than that we, we're not going to uh, we're not going to bullshit you and pretend that we um, can give educated opinions on lots of these because uh can't remember if I've ever seen any of these before oh, I'm looking forward to Makachev actually he's quite yeah, good and, he he, and he's gone a bit of a run at the minute oh, isn't he I thought he was suspended he certainly threw a punch didn't he mm, yeah not sure yeah. similar names a lot of them aren't <laughs> they? So it's quite <laughs> it's hard to, it is to see who's out and who's in and yeah it's a struggle yes but definitely but he's in he's, he's in. in he's in yes. so We'll draw this one to a close. UFC two three six yeah. outstanding. Did you want to pick out your uh, your performance, your your performer, your moment? Oh, I don't know. That I, I think just the two fights as a whole. It's just it's too hard to sort of pick a sort of stand out there. Yeah, I think if we had to, I think Adesanya fifth round performance. Yeah, considering uh, how hurt he was at the end of the fourth, yeah. I think that's a good shout. And yeah. like I say, Roundtree Junior, absolutely outstanding. And Swaggy G. And Swaggy G. Good on you, Swaggy G. <laughs> Good on So, yeah, so brilliant card at UFC 236. Ross Pearson, best of luck in your retirement. And congratulations, TJ, on your Safawa. Like I say, that is on the way. Uh, other than that, I think we'll wrap this one up. Yeah, it's been a good one. Yeah. Let's wrap it up, man. As always, Split Decision UK. We're here every Sunday. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Instagram under Split Decision UK. Uh, if you want to listen to our podcast elsewhere, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, it's in most uh, reputable podcast arenas. If you do listen on iTunes and you like what you heard, if you can subscribe or leave a, a five-star review or even a, a full review, we would be massively appreciative of that. Uh, really helps to grow our profile, which can only sort of bring us more engagement and grow the conversation that we are having with you guys now. Other than that, thank you very much for listening. Have a great week. Can you suppose? <laughs>